0: Hey there, it's Thursday, July 16th. I'm Duarte Giraldino.
1: And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today, a brand new show from Apple News. Every weekday morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news, and how the world's best journalists are covering them. And you can find all of these stories in the Apple News app.
0: But first, let's catch up with some of the day's top headlines.
1: American Airlines plans to furlough 25,000 employees this fall when federal aid is set to expire.
0: Starting July 20th, you'll have to wear a mask to walk into Walmart. It's the latest major retailer to require masks.
1: Twitter was hacked on Wednesday. Accounts belonging to high-profile users like Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Bill Gates were compromised in what appeared to be a Bitcoin scam.
0: President Trump's election team is making some big changes. Longtime Trump advisor Bill Stepien is replacing Brad Parscale as campaign manager. Shamita, it's day two of Apple News today.
1: Day two, that's right. And every day, Duarte and I will bring you some of the best pieces of journalism that you'll find in the Apple News app, stories that we think will make you see things differently and sometimes hopefully make you smile.
0: For our first story, we're looking at election preparedness. The general election is coming up quick and the pandemic will likely be still raging on as you hit the polls.
1: USA Today, Columbia Journalism Investigations and PBS's Frontline together report that we're expecting a higher than usual voter turnout this year. And states around the country are woefully unprepared. They need more money for things like new equipment for scanning mail-in ballots and hazard pay for poll workers. Not to mention they're going to need tons of hand sanitizer for anyone who does show up in person. And meanwhile, a lot of counties can't afford expensive equipment that could streamline vote counting. Mm. So in states like Texas, Kentucky and Illinois, USA Today says the absentee ballot scanners that they're using are so old that they're not even manufactured today.
0: And it's very possible When you wake up the morning after the election, the results still won't be in. Mm. It could take days or even weeks for all those mail-in ballots to come in and get counted. Remember, back in March, Congress allocated about $400 million to help states run their elections. But experts are now saying that figure won't come close to covering the costs.
1: The other striking thing here is that some states are relying on philanthropy to make sure that Election Day runs smoothly. As one professor of election law told USA Today, it's like we're holding a bake sale for our democracy.
0: So this week, a North Carolina city unanimously passed a resolution apologizing for its role in slavery. Asheville is pledging to support reparations. Yes, reparations. But not in the form of direct payments to Black Americans. Instead, Asheville plans to support programs that create generational wealth, like increasing minority home and business ownership.
1: Yeah, Asheville's taking action. But if you read Business Insider, you'll get a bigger picture. It has an overview of where the country stands on reparations. And despite all of the protests that you're seeing demanding racial justice, a poll that was just released in June shows that a majority of Americans don't support reparations. And, you know, the United States government actually has paid reparations before. The government made payments to Japanese Americans because it forced them into internment camps during World War II and to some Native Americans for wrongfully seizing their land. Even in North Carolina just a couple of years ago, the state offered reparations to compensate people who were forcibly sterilized back in the mid-1900s.
0: Yeah, you know, this debate about reparations took on new urgency after Tanahasi Coates wrote his now famous essay on the topic in The Atlantic a few years ago. Mm -hmm. His argument resonated so much that he wound up testifying before Congress about why the country should compensate the descendants of enslaved people. It is impossible to imagine America without the inheritance of slavery. It's also hard to calculate how much generational wealth African-Americans never accumulated because their ancestors weren't compensated for their labor or allowed to own assets. Mm. But an economist at Duke tried. He and his co-author calculated to adequately address the injustice and inequality stemming from slavery, the U.S. would have to pay black people about 10 to 12 trillion dollars.
1: Our next story is from Scientific American. The magazine is reporting that while some humans are having a hard time agreeing to practice social distancing in the animal kingdom, it comes <laughs> instinctively.
0: Yeah, researchers have seen evidence of social distancing in monkeys, fish, insects, birds. Lobsters, even. Yep, even lobsters. And these <laughs> animals know how to pick up on the really subtle cues others around them give off when they're sick. This type of reaction is known as behavioral immunity. And it comes with advantages because animals who know how to social distance are also more likely to survive and therefore likely to produce offspring who know how to do the same.
1: But for some species, I'm talking about the really social ones. They're not willing to give up together time just because another group member might be sick. Like take mandrels, which are the primates that have the colorful faces. Think Rafiki from The Lion King. They like to stick together and they groom each other a lot. And while Scientific American explains that some mandrills will avoid grooming others if they smell like they might have parasites, some of them are willing to take that risk.
0: Now, you know, humans also have some of these instincts. And chances are, you don't really like dirty or crowded environments where sickness can easily spread. Now, you might go to places like that anyway because of the confidence you have in modern scientific advances like vaccines. Mm. But COVID-19 is different. There's no vaccine yet. So learn from the lobster. Keep your distance. Stay healthy.
1: And finally, Dorote, in a segment I like to call, yep, that sounds about right. Iceland is inviting anyone who's feeling overwhelmed right now, as if the walls of their home and maybe their mind are caving in. They're inviting them to come and scream into the abyss, literally.
0: Conde Nas Traveler is reporting anyone looking to let out some steam can let it all come out in Iceland's beautiful, wide-open spaces. Here's the deal, though. Iceland wants you to record yourself screaming, and then you send the sounds of your madness in, and those (laughs) recordings will then be played across the country on glaciers, mountains, and black sand beaches.
1: I think this is the future of tourism. We just send our screams to other countries.
0: Well, it's happening. From Brooklyn to Denmark, people are letting them hear it.
1: And this is more than just an internet gimmick, Iceland's tourism board is hoping that this could actually be cathartic for people who just need to let out a good scream.
0: You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app.
1: And while you're there, check out our latest feature, Audio Stories. These are narrated versions of articles from some of the best magazines and newspapers, available to News Plus subscribers in our new audio tab.
0: So for example, if you're interested in learning more about how animals practice social distancing, you can find a narrated version of that Scientific American article, because great journalism deserves to be seen and heard. Join us again tomorrow.